What's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast, brought to you by Episode City Rocks and Rock and Metal Thrive. Hey guys, we are coming to the end of the year, and the end of the year is going to be busy for you guys. It is the shortest day of the year. It is December 21st, and this podcast is nowhere near short on just the awesomeness. That is awesome is the best way I describe it with our friends from Florida. That's why I got the Marlins and then actually in front because you can see the F, you know, for Florida. Before we get started, though, I want to thank our sponsors. First, Phoenix Fitness. Yeah, it's getting colder outside. Yeah, you know, New Year's resolutions are coming up and you're going to make sure you stay in those mosh pits for as long as possible, like me. So you want to hit the gym, lift them weights, hit the cardio, do them runnings, do them bikings, ellipticals, whatever, row machines. Uh, What am I missing? Stairmasters. Yeah, you want to do all that like I do. But you want to make sure you like recover right. You want to make sure that you prepare right. That you you know get nourishment enough so that you're achieving your fitness goals. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have different pre workouts, both stim and stim free, as stim free stuff. Because I'm already energetic as it is. They have different beast of the recovery compounds. They have different proteins, AM, PM, and post workout creatines. Uh, testosterone boosters, natural testosterone boosters, multivitamins, literally anything you need to fit your skulls, fitness skulls, I say, they have that for you. Our listeners get 15% off using the code MSODD at check out FNXFit.com. Link description below. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Second sponsor is Custom Debut. So you guys see I have all this crazy music stuff on the walls. I mean, you always see the skate decks over here, the 30 seconds of Mars. Like, you don't see all the posters I have up here. But what Custom Debuts does is they create custom music posters for you. So what you do is you can type in the name of a band and an album or the name of a band and a song. And what they'll do is they'll create a custom poster for you around them or around that song with the lyrics of that song that you can really, you know, hang up anywhere, put anywhere, give to a loved one, whatever it might be. Let's get that focus back there on the camera. There we go. And honestly, you can edit as much as possible. You send them the, the information and they will send you a proof of a concept that they like after, you know, 48 hours. And you have as limited changes as you want. And once you're ready and set to go and you like what they've done, give them the thumbs up and they will send it on your way. You can have it all printed on like normal, you know, post paper, like a normal poster would be. Or you can have it printed on a canvas or even aluminum. How cool is that? So our listeners get 10% using the code CPP10 at checkout at customdebuts.com. So link description below for them. Thank you, Custom Debuts. Now on our feature presentation, guys. When it comes to a band that's really ridden the momentum of 2021, it is the Dev out of Orlando, Florida. We talked to them at the beginning of 2021, and since then, they were one of the first bands to go back on tour, especially in the southeastern part of the United States post-COVID. They rode that momentum and have an incredible story about how they got to play Welcome to Rockville. And they're going to talk about how they're riding the momentum in the 2022 new music to come out and how burlesque and mud wrestling might enter their live shows. Yes, I am being 100% honest on that. That does happen. So, are you guys ready? This is one you're going to want to listen to the whole entire thing through because there's a part in there where I just kind of just have to stop talking because it's just too incredible to listen to them just tell the story of Welcome to Rockville. So enough with me. Let's go! Yeah! <laughs> well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. If you're with us at the beginning of 2021, you saw this band pop up on the podcast. They had a lot of great stuff in the works for 2021, and now they're back on the podcast because, well, let's just say this: 2021 treated this band incredibly well. At the end of the or middle of November, I should say, they got a chance to play Welcome to Rockville and. I mean, with that, the upward trajectory of this band is just going to keep going up and up. I'm glad to have him back. So please welcome back the devs. So everyone, welcome back. 
<laughs> hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be back. Good to have you guys back. How's everything been going in your lives as of late? Because I haven't talked to you, you know, almost a year at this point. So how's everything been going? Pretty decent. We've been definitely busy for sure. But like, it's it's the good kind of busy that like we can't get enough of. Yeah, 2021 was definitely a crazy ride. And like thinking, like when we had Thanksgiving last week, you know, I was just sitting there and I was like, oh my God, like this year is almost over. Like, and it just flew by, like it went by in such a flash, but um you know, when you're, when you're in the box, sometimes you don't realize all the, the craziness that's going around. So it was a good time to sit and reflect and kind of look outside and be like, holy shit, we just did Rockville. We just did this, like, you know, and, um, best band in Orlando. Yeah. In so it's, yeah. it's been like a cool, like awesome year. We went on tour, you know, in the spring and, and, uh, so yeah, we're kind of gearing up. We have one more show left and for this year and then, um, you know, gearing up for everything next year. So, so far so good. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool to actually take a step back and take a look at everything you did in 2021. And what Nicholas said, just kind of like you guys have been busy like crazy, but it's that good kind of busy, especially compared to when we talked the previous time, because we were just getting out of 2020 with everything that happened there with lack of live shows, lack of pretty much any kind of movement whatsoever due to the pandemic. Seeing the fact that with the dev, you all have just basically taken the bull by the horns and been able to go out tour, especially around the southeastern part of the United States, played Rockville. You know, when best band in Orlando, clearly, even though probably every other band that I know from Orlando is like, Kevin, why the hell are you saying that? It's like, well, but but it's it's kind of true. I mean, they definitely won that. So it's, oh. it's, a, it's yeah. great to take time to step back, reflect on all the great things that have happened. And yeah, this year went by really, really quick. But I think a lot of it is because we had just so much pent up energy from what we missed out in 2020. It's like, okay, 2021 hits. We're not missing out on anything. We're doubling down to make sure we make up for the time that we missed. For sure. We actually noticed that when we went on tour earlier this year, because we were kind of like a little skeptical if people were going to react to us positively or negatively. And let me tell you, like everyone was just so sick and tired of staying home. I don't know if it's because it was a down south to- like tour. Maybe that's why they were more like open minded to the whole concept. But I mean, we had shows that were like in 30, 40 degree weather. And I feel like everyone was partying as if it was like. Oh, like that was, summertime. That was in Tennessee. That was awesome. Yeah. Knoxville, yeah. Knoxville was insane. Yeah. Tennessee was very interesting. We have a lot of uh, inside, a lot of inside yeah. jokes that, because that, of that show. Yeah. When it was cold, I remember they were like, you know, it's it's like 48 degrees. It's like a nice night tonight. I think we're going to have the show outside tonight. Yeah. I'm like, we're, like, we're from Florida. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And but, like only the stage, the stage was big enough for us to fit on it. Yeah. She actually had to sing in front of the stage. Yeah. But it was actually worked out really cool because it was like a table patio setting mm-hmm. and everybody was there. And then as soon as she started singing, like everybody started coming up and they were, you know, that some of the people were sitting down, people were standing up, everybody was chiefing on the herb. It was really cool. Um, and it was a good time, man. We had fun there. Actually that, that show I think was the show that kind of started me going onto the crowd more and like doing more like little like burlesque moves because we do a cover of the Pussycat Dolls Don't Show. And it's one of those things where I can go to like Barrett or John or Ryan and kind of sing on them and be a little sexy. But because the stage was so small, I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do? Like on this like gravel floor. So that was one of the first times that I actually was able to a test my wireless mic and actually see like the distance that it can go and actually go upon like different like chicks and dudes on the like audience and like sing on them. But then when I sing my like breakup song, which is a song that we haven't released yet, People were literally doing like a kumbaya circle around me and just like smoking blunts. And 
it was a very hard but like funny moment because I had to sing and then like pass the blunt and try <laughs> not to cough and I don't smoke but I had to look cool so I'm like well fuck well, I, this has to happen it, it just she became hail. yeah it just I did it just became she like, unfortunately. it just became legal there in Tennessee mm-hmm. like for recreational use so when we went there in the spring it was just like everybody was super stoked on that fact and and it was it was kind of like a boom town like it was kind of everywhere like the bar yeah that we played at like they were literally just selling it at the bar it was, edibles and yeah it was just like oh crazy but um i learned that one the hard way because i had four dosages of edibles thinking it was just regular brownies no you ate ice cream, ice cream and cookies. Was no no it was ice cream, cream and brownies <laughs> yeah and then the guy came with and the poker like, wow. <laughs> yeah and then the guy came with the poker chip box and was like here have one and i was like what is this and he's like have some more and then me and my merch girl kelly were like no we're so stoned right now we can't do this next thing you know it's like we're, we're closing we're packing up on to go to the next like city and kelly's like too high to pick up any of the merch and this guy like literally just passes her like a what's it like a little pipe or something yeah. and she's like i can't and he's like no, no no for you for on the road so she like smokes it and then she just grabs all the merch and I'm like, Kelly, how are you picking this up? And then she looks at me with the most dead set eye look and she's like, sometimes Popeye just needs a can of spinach. <laughs> and then just trailblazes. But she's like five foot eight and like yeah. 120 pounds, like skinny blonde girl. So it was honestly, I want to say Tennessee was a really good moment. And it's actually one of the inspirations for our songs coming up, like Tennessee and another place. Yeah. South Carolina tribbles. Yeah, yeah, tribbles. because um, you know when we went on the road, and the beautiful thing about it was, like what she was saying, there's a little, there was a little bit of trepidation going. Yeah. Okay, we're going to states that we don't know what it's like. We don't know how people are going to take the fact that there's live music again, and you know what's going to happen with these shows. And and I will say, every promoter was outstanding. You know, all the crowds were great. The people showed up in droves. Whether the the venue was like a small little mom and pop bar or whether it was like a music hall um you know and it was just it was it was very inspirational to kind of like go because we did like five or six states you know and and so we got to kind of see what was going on and um when we came back there was just like barrett had this like inspiration just write this song that you know kind of was about what we were you know what we had just experienced like people coming out of covid and wanting to live their life again and getting back to somewhat a sense of you know normalcy um as much as you can get you know in the times that we're living in and um so that inspired like our brand new single so when we came back from the road the first thing we did was like all right let's go in the studio you know so it was like that you know kind of catapulted that and then you know we were starting to do more shows in the summer and then the whole rockville thing came into our lap and stuff so it's been like a cavalcade of just activity of like oh you know we think we're gonna just kind of take a break and write some music and then all of a sudden something else happens We're like oh shit here we go we gotta like get ready and do you know a bunch of things so but it's been it's been great you know it's kind of like that initial tour that you guys did back in like april may it was like that shot in the arm of adrenaline when it came to going out playing those live shows the crazy story from tennessee the crazy story from south carolina where you just were riding this wave of positivity and riding this wave of just sheer focus in terms of we just you know got back out on the road People are coming out in droves because they're sick and tired of COVID. And pretty much all, all throughout the rest of the year when it's come to live shows, it's pretty much been that same way. I'm not talking just by where you guys are I'm talking about what I've seen myself when I was, you know, going to shows all over here up around the upper Midwest when I was at Blue Ridge Rock. That's like doing all that stuff. So I've seen that happen. And I can definitely tell that when it comes to just not only from 
the your perspective from as a musician, but our perspective as fans, where we're just so happy that it's back. Where it's just there's a renewed energy that's there, and no one wants to stop. Everyone wants to just take the most of it and really just like kind of squeeze the most amount of life out of it as possible. Because hell, we missed it for almost a whole entire year, year and a half at some places. So that positivity, that energy is just flowing in with you guys riding that wave and all of a sudden it's, you know, get back, writing, get uh, inspiration to write a new single. Then more live shows are popping up. Welcome to Rockville comes up and you guys are able to play that. Just all this stuff. You're just kind of riding that wave and letting everything come to you, which in a way makes sense. It's just why, you know, if you're getting the opportunity, if it's an amazing opportunity, you get that amazing inspiration. Don't hold back on it. Go and attack it. Yeah, no, for sure. I think everyone just in general, like musicians and artists and fans, are just more appreciative of like having the opportunities. Cause I've even heard, like I've heard amongst my friends, like they're trying to make more excuses to go out to shows. And I remember just two, three years ago, you'd always have to like ask your friends to come see you or you'd have to like ask your neighbors. And now it's more so, oh my God, I heard that there's this new band at so-and-so bar. We need to go check them out. Because when you're so stuck in a day and age where like everything's like first, like access on your phone technology, you kind of got used to it. And then everyone only had that for COVID. So now everyone's like, forget this. I actually want to see things for myself. And so I've noticed that myself and I've done it myself, just even as a singer, I want to see other bands and see other artists more so because I'm just sick and tired of being home. I think everyone was, I mean, it was the same way with myself as well. The sun, once live shows were able to come back, there was a point in time where I think I was seeing three live shows a week. And this was like a six or seven week stretch to the point where, it just, it, I didn't want to stop due to the fact that we finally had it back. Hell, there was a show I broke my finger at, and I just said, fuck it, let's just tape this bad boy up and keep going. Maybe not my best idea, but it, it, didn't, yeah. it didn't get any worse, so it, 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 it worked. I'll put it that way. It worked. As long as it didn't make it any worse, you're good. Which, which finger? It was my right pinky finger. I broke it right at the beginning of Asking Alexandria's set, got it, like, went down to, like, the medics, got it reset, and it's like, okay, let's make sure it's good. They told me to go to the air. I just taped it up and went back upstairs. So I'm like, you know what? I paid money to see this show. I know the show's going to be energetic. I don't want to miss out on it. So, you know what? I might not jump in the pit, but if the band that's headlining, if they play the one song that I really want them to play, you know, I'm going to jump in the pit and just see what happens. Well, of course, they open up with it, and it's a day to remember opening up with right back at it again. So I'm like, okay, I'm not jumping out. I got to go. And then all of a sudden, second sucks comes out. I'm like, I'm still seeing with a broken finger. But I'm like, let's. I, I can't help this. Then paranoia comes. I'm like, fuck this. I'm I'm in this the whole entire way. I'm not giving up. And well, I look back at it and I think, totally fucking worth it. Nice. <laughs> of course. But again, it's just, it's all the fact of, you know, if this was a couple of years ago, that would have happened. I probably would have walked off just because I'm like, ah, shit, you know, kind of let it ruin my night. But now after the whole entire COVID thing, no, I'm not letting anything ruin it. Like I, I want to experience this. I want to be a part of this. Hell, broken, broken bones and all. Fuck that. Not dealing with it. I'm still there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's just it. A lot of people had a chance to reflect and kind of reset, you know, what's, what's very, you know, what's most important to them and what's valuable. And, you know, I think there's going to be, you know, like you said, there's going to be a huge resurgence, you know, and eventually that wave will kind of, you know, kind of subside a little bit, you know, in five, six years, we may return to the way that it kind of was. But for right now, you know, like you said, it's, it's that opportunity where, especially if a band is in, you know, a state that's, it, they're available and, and, you know, it, it can be done, you know, get out there and play and, and make those fans, make that connection, you know, get in front of people and, um, you know, just do your craft and what you're doing. Because to me, 
and I hate to say this, but like the online thing has kind of gotten really stale for me, you know, like I, I, I was one of those people who, you know, and I, I do a lot online, like most people, but right now I'm just like, man, like I want to get back in front of people. I want to play the next show. You know, I want to get out there and, and see people and have a beer with somebody and just hear a joke, you know, or like shoot pool or like do anything, you know? And, and, um, you know, it's, it's a good thing. So keep at it. Yeah. It is a good thing. And it, again, when it comes to what you just said, where it maybe in five, six years, when it comes to live shows, people kind of revert back to that. But right now, if you think about it, it's an incredible opportunity where people want to be out seeing live shows. People want to get out of the house because people were in their house for a year, year and a half, and you couldn't go and see live shows. So the fact that as a band, you are just basically going out there, playing as many lives as possible, jumping to different places and learning different things when you go to those places. Like Nicola, what you said when you were in Tennessee, where you couldn't really sing on stage or to sing in front of the stage and had to just kind of test out the mic, go into the crowds, can do some more crowd participation stuff within the crowd. That's just going to end up increasing your confidence in doing something like that, but also increase the ability and the creativity of what you can do with that live set to create something that when people are going to go and see it, create more of a, create it like it's an event. So people are going to want to come out and see it, create some more of that. What's that? Create some more demand for people to want to come and see the dev because the music is great, but then the show adds on to it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be honest. I was a little wary though doing it just because it's one thing to go see a live show. It's another thing for like the singer to go straight up to your face and like be in like breathing, like <laughs> contact. So I remember when I did it, I was like, this is either a really bad idea or a really good idea. Thankfully it took in like my part and it went to be a good thing. But now I'll be honest with you. It's created me to become a beast because I literally never stay on stage to the point where I know I can just walk off and do whatever I want. So I was like, literally walk off and like sit with an audience member and sing and then go to the next person, the next person. And my band members like, where, where the hell are you? But except for like Rocco, you can't jump off those yeah. stages. But I did yeah. go. You tried. I did. You tried to go down. And then I think you realized very quickly how like far of a drop. Yeah, it was very good drop. But in my defense, I did stand on top of the, oh, um, the speakers. speakers yeah. And I had to go and tell the um, like bouncer bodyguard people, the one that like stay near the railings, like, hey, I'm going to step on this because you make sure I don't fall. And they're like, well, you're not supposed to step on it. I'm like, that's not what I asked. Right. I'm just asking if you can make sure I don't fall. It's like, okay, if we want to talk about like the elephant in the room, you know, a girl, what, uh, the day before pissed in some dude's mouth. Yeah. So yeah. she can stand on PS. I can stand I on PS. Okay. Yeah, it's I fine. know it was supposed to be family friendly show, but you know, like, yeah. There was worse things that happened at Rock <laughs> though than, than her standing on PA speakers. Um, oh. But, you know, to that, to that point, too. You know, uh, also, I will say before we forget, we are going on tour in January and yeah. it's going to be really fucking cold. And I hate Woo! cold weather. So I will say that, like, that is part of what you were saying. You know, we need to get out there and you, you kind of like you got to strike when the iron's hot, I guess is the saying mm -hmm. or whatever. And and so that's what, you know, that's what we want to do. I mean, yeah, we can stay here and write more music and put out more music. And that's obviously a goal as well. But. I feel it's, you know, advantageous for us to just get out there and get in front of people, you know, before that wave kind of rolls back and people just are like, well, you know, things are great again. And, you know, I don't, I, you know, they may not value live music as much. So right now, if we can get out there as much as we can, as we're building and growing as a band, you know, that will stick in people's minds. And, you know, hopefully we gain some fans and some friends and, you know, for a lifetime, you know, Absolutely. so to speak. So 
And obviously we would rather just be on tour. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We have a lot of fun. We're yeah. Fun men, so. We feel bad for Barrett because he has to drive a lot. And so um, <laughs> I, I help. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's got to deal with it. But as long as there's a Bucky's nearby, I'm happy. Yeah. So people don't have to deal with me if I get to go to Bucky's. <laughs> Bucky's is the bomb. Yeah. Have you well, tried their fudge? All good. It's all good. Yeah, everything goes with the Bucky's. I don't even think there's a really a Bucky's near where I am. So uh, no, they're uh, they're only in like the southeast, like yeah, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, stuff like that. You ever so, down here is the best truck stop ever. Yeah, they have yeah. Loves. Loves is kind of similar, but it's not. No, it's, no, it's, 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 it's near close to what. I know. I've been to some. Loves like, is okay. It's very I've seen industrial. Some cool loves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Bucky's, you can't have truck drivers, so you get a certain like clientele and there's oh, no showers at Bucky's whereas Loves and TAs obviously will have showers. Yeah. I have to give it to Loves though they share one of our posts. Yeah they do. Yeah, yeah, right. right. so hey. yeah, yeah. Okay well shout out to Loves there because when it comes to Loves that's something I'm much more familiar with than Bucky's you right, know right. being up being Bob's, up here right now it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah 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 so Loves gives up give us money give us money loves. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Just, just so make. I'll, I'll say, just make loves be like the, you know the classic gift from uh, what is it? Or that classic meme from Futurama with Fry going, "Shut up and take my money, take their money, yeah. make them say, shut up and take my money." You guys got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, like a couple so, of things. Uh, I'll say a couple no, things to add on to that. You know, strike while the iron's hot. It's a very smart move from not like think about it from an economic standpoint too, where. When it comes to anything, you know, when it comes to any kind of product online, when it comes to any idea online, when it comes to everything that's going on with the NFT space right now, a lot of people are trying to be those first movers into that or those first players into that because they can learn the most and they get the most exposure right away so that when more people start coming back into it, they're the ones that have already been there. They're the ones where the name is known and there's already some sort of like, you know, mindset lock that is living in people rent free with what you're doing with, you know, make sure you're going out and playing as many shows as possible, especially what you did in 2021, especially earlier on when people were still kind of wary about it, but people really wanted to get out of their house and go see live shows. They're going to remember the dev coming out there. They're going to remember the dev playing live shows and they're going to remember to that point where you come around again, they're going to be back out there because they remember how much fun they had. Same thing happened with me with the first real show I went back to in 2021 where had a band, the podcast, went to go see them live. And now it's like, if I get a chance to go see them live, I'm doing it every 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 time I get a chance to, because hell, nothing's, nothing says fun. Like, you know, being arm in arm with people with a beer in your hand, singing a song called I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually that is very true though, because we have like a, a dude named Sean. We, where, where did we meet Sean? Tennessee, I think mm-hmm. he came to see us at Rockville or then like we even met like people at Rockville that came to see us at our last Georgia show. So we've been noticing that like people are just more open and like they're traveling. They're traveling. Yeah. 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 Which is great. So like a girl in Florida that we met actually lived in Georgia. She came to see us in Georgia. And she, I think was like an hour away or like Sean, we met him when we went on tour and then he came to Rockville. So then we got to meet him again. So we started noticing like a lot of familiar faces and not just locals, but just people in general. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, Talking about the NFT, we're looking into that. We as got well. something on the horizon. Yeah, we got something on the horizon because we're we're all into the crypto space. So, like, you know, when Avim Sevenfold came out with their uh, what they're doing, and then there's another program called MotaDAO that's that's going to be released soon. Like, it's a very exciting time, especially for bands to kind of take control of that decentralized space and just utilize you know, the meta universe. And I, I hate to use it like, cause it is, it's very much like the matrix in, in an <laughs> essence, but like, that's the way the world is kind of heading in some aspects. So, you know, you're either going to 
get left behind or, you know, you, you kind of get in there and, and get a foothold of, of what it is and understand it, you know, and then utilize it. It's the same principle and concept when, you know, the MySpace Facebook bands started coming out, you know, there was a lot of bands who were like, Oh, fuck that. You know, like I'm going to go do old school, you know, but it's like, it's eventually it's going to be the way, you know? So you just, you gotta like put your, whatever assumptions aside and just get involved in it and, and see where it leads you, you know, because I mean, it's, it's just going to happen. It's inevitable. So. Yeah. Yeah. Inevitably. 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 It is <laughs> However, when that, because I just recently had a conversation, I mean, the day we record this podcast, I released a podcast with another band from Florida, Devil's Envy. I'm pretty sure you guys know who they are. They're yeah. doing, they're doing stuff with the NFT space as well. And I told them like, when you guys start releasing stuff with the NFTs, if you know, on your first round of doing that, let me know so I can, you know, pick some of this stuff up and start doing it investment wise, because well, that's kind of what it is at this point. So when you guys start releasing stuff, you know, NFT style, please, please, please. Let me know so that I can, you know, start investing in some of this stuff with the dev as well. And well, get some NFTs under my belt. Awesome, man. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And you did say one thing about going on tour in January and saying it's going to be cold. So, I mean, now my ears are perked up because I hear cold. I'm thinking that that could mean by me. That could be by me. Oh, my God. So tour January 2022. Where are you guys headed? Exactly where we're headed. We got a. I got a. We got approximate location. I know where we have approximate. Yeah, it's like Tennessee, Georgia, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, that area. Yeah, yeah. southeast again. Southeast again. I think South Carolina, North Carolina again, or maybe no. It's Tennessee, Tennessee, uh, Mississippi, and then Louisiana, and then we come home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do three dates in Florida. We do. We might be heading Gainesville, Longwood, Satellite Beach. So. But that's cold for us, man. Anything yeah. under 70 for me, I'm from Fort Lauderdale. So it's cold when you, for them. I'm a bike. Like guy. right now, it's freezing here. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm layered up. It's 55 degrees. It's yeah, it's pretty that's, cold. That's, that's cold, man. Yeah. That's going to snow, you know? I think I was the only one walking it's in. It's got to get below 32 to snow, man. Come on. <laughs> it ain't that cold yet. Nah, I, get, I can, cool. I can expect Chris to, you know, deal with the cold. I'm pretty sure he'd be the one out there. Like if it was, you know, like a Packer game or a Buffalo Bills game, he'd be the guy shirtless with his chest painted going, yeah. And oh, no yeah. care. Like <laughs> he would be the one who jumps in the polar. What is it? The polar bear club where they oh, jump yeah. in the fucking freezing cold water. Yeah, that would be yeah. this guy right I'll say, well then in January 1st, 2022, you know what? Come up to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, come join me and all my crazy friends that decided to do it when there's like 30 of us decided to do it the day beforehand. And then January 1st rolls around and I usually get like me and like my best friend. That's about it. But we still have fun with it. You know, we go down there. We pretty much like shotgun three beers before we run in anyway. And then we're in there for like maybe a full minute because why the hell not? We're already, you know, three beers deep. Our minds are already like, let's go. So the energy is just flying at that point. Uh, Hard yeah. pass on that one for me. I mean, I'm from <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio originally, but I never jumped in Lake Erie in the, in the winter. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that dumb. So I'm from New York and I get cold if it's under 70. So I have no idea <laughs> so, what to say. Right. And I will say, like, kind of geographically speaking, like where you are and just like the Northeast for us, I think it's a little bit more uh, spring, summertime y because I, I think, too, driving and dealing with the snow, being Florida people, we're all kind of weary of that. Like, yeah. like we're going to be in Atlanta, I think, in like end of January, February. And I'm already starting to think, man, it could possibly snow. And the problem with that is, like cities like Nashville and Atlanta, they don't know how to deal with snow. So like they get one or two days a year 
And then it's like the whole city shuts down because they don't ice it. They don't have truck. You know what I mean? It's not like they have like an integrated system that like takes care of it. Because I've been in Nashville, like when it snowed and it literally is like the apocalypse is happening. Like everyone's (laughs) like, what the fuck is that coming from the sky? So that's, that's a little nerve wracking. So, you know, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, New York, those will probably stay away from in the January, February area. I don't know. Unless we have like some industrial size, like bus that we all feel like super comfortable. (laughs) here. But uh, yeah, we'll get there. I promise yeah. you, we will get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it this way: totally understandable on that front because, like, like you did say, when when southern cities do get snow, is they just don't have the equipment or the resources to handle it because they rarely ever see it. Where up here, I'm in Milwaukee. I mean, the the plows being out once a week, having to clear snow off the roads that's that's a pretty much a common occurrence every single week between middle of December to middle of March. So it it does make a lot of sense where you guys being from Florida. And doing a lot of transportation yourselves as well, being a little wary to drive through that and deal with it where you could potentially wait till, you know, spring, summertime where it is warmer. Yes, it's not going to be 30 degrees outside. So you're not going to, you know, freeze your butt off and have a good time. Plus then, you know, play, play outside, play, you know, a venue that's going to have outdoor space. And all of a sudden here up here, we're just, you know, going to be drinking and partying. You guys are going to be playing music up on stage and hell, we're just going to have a great time all around. That's basically what the point is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I will say, like, I've I've toured through like Milwaukee and Chicago in the summertime. It gets fucking cold up there at night, man. Like, you would think that it was still like for me, like a fall kind of winter, because there was man, there was a few few nights where it was like 40, 50 degrees, and everybody was like, like I think I was in Madison or something like that, um, and they were just like, yeah, like this is normal, you know. And I'm like, no, 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 it's August, dude. Like, it's not supposed to be this like. <laughs> again totally understandable but then but then again you know just we'll just what we'll do is we'll just put you one of those like big giant park if it's gonna be 50 degrees outside we'll put you up on stage you'll be fine right I, we'll I, a heater on stage well, an actual heater on stage they're gonna see riot. me in in january but i live in like a snowboarding jacket i, I have no shame and i literally look like stay pope marshmallow man because it's like a white like sean white like snowboarding jacket and i will fucking live in that thing i'll have my hood like and I just walk around like Ralphie from like uh, Christmas yeah, stories, yeah. or that one kid who got his tongue stuck. So you know, say if, like if I, if we ever if I ever like saw you like walking along, let's say Daytona Beach or something like January, February, it's like fifty five degrees outside. You'd be walking along in your big giant, you know, Ralphie Parker parka, and I'd be running the opposite way on the beach, you know, shirtless shorts. That's it because I'm like, this is warm, man. Yeah, 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 pretty much. So pretty much, pretty much how it happened. I got a nice goose down jacket that I got. I went to Norway when I was in the Marines and I needed, a, we went February to March. So I needed a cold, a cold weather jacket. My grandfather, we went to London fog outlet and got it 75% off. It's like 35 bucks for this $150 jacket. It was great. And uh, I still have that thing. It still fits and it, it looks brand new because it hardly ever gets worn. So I got that ready for uh, cold weather. I'm good. I mean, it sounds like when it comes to cold weather, when, you know, dress wise, you guys are set, ready to roll. I'm, you know, shit. Can I, if you guys came up here, you know, maybe give me, give me a chance to get like two weeks off my job. Just put me in that van and just, I'll just drive, have some fun with it. We got to get snow tires, right? 
I'm pretty sure Barrett will take that. I don't even yeah. know, man. You got to put chains on your tires or like you got to get a flamethrower or some shit. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> I have no clue what to do with snow, man. All I know is don't eat yellow snow and black snow is dangerous. That's it, bro. That is it. Black ice. Oh, black ice. Yeah. Right, whatever, whatever. You don't eat black, black snow or brown snow. I associate <laughs> black ice with the dentine gum. Like that's literally my version of like black ice. Florida. Yeah, it's yeah, de- definitely dentine ice, black dentine, dentine gum, black ice, and re- real black ice. Totally different things. But when it comes to chains on the tires, you, especially if honestly, you really don't need them with the way the roads are. I mean, pretty much like if it snows, you know, they're gonna plow them, so you don't need them that bad. The actual like tires that have more of the snow grip for them, though, definitely, definitely something you want. Flamethrower, though, you know, l- let me pull out like $3,000 from one of my bank accounts. Let me buy one and we'll be fine so that if it does start snowing, you know, Barrett, you can be driving. Just strap me into the front of the car, front of the, like on the hood, like a dead deer. I'll just have the flamethrower in front and literally it'll look like some weird kind of like war machine going down the street. It's like, what the hell is that? All of a sudden you see me in the front. Ah! Flames just everywhere. We make a harness out of some paracord. Oh, paracord. Yeah, I've that's got it. Some, I've got someone good. <laughs> that would literally be the most metal fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. That would be so cool. It'd be like Simpson. It'd be like GTA, Crazy Taxi, Simpsons, Road Rage. You have nothing on us in real life. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> Next music video shoot. We, we yes. got to put it in a flamethrower. I'll say if there if you do a next music video shoot where you strap someone to the hood of a car and holding a flamethrower as you're driving down and the person is th- like literally having the flamethrower go while they're driving down, can you please get, shoot me a message or give me a call to see if I can make it down there to be the person that does that because that would be freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question though, if, if you're driving down the road shooting a flamethrower, wouldn't the wind blow the flame back at your face? That's very Not if good it's powerful point. enough. That's a good point, Chris. You do bring up a good point. <laughs> Not if it's powerful enough. It'll depend on how fast we're going. But if it's gonna yeah, be really I'll put this, if it's gonna be really snowy outside where we have to do that, the likely we're gonna be traveling fast enough to overpower these like the speed of the van's gonna be overpowering the power of the flamethrower is gonna be very unlikely because again there's gonna be a lot of stuff you're not gonna be going very fast because you're not gonna want to slip and fall even if i'm trying to clear all the snow off in front of us yeah true just playing it safe but yeah if if you guys do a music video that is like that please 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 let me know because i do want to you know potentially be that person that's going ah the whole entire time and if i burn half my face and become like you know two-faced from batman then I can start making weird videos about being Kevin face and scary face. There you, go. <laughs> you might end up with no eyebrows, but yeah. you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll just be like a souvenir from the yeah, shoot. Exactly. Yeah, be drawn on. You can actually get them tattooed on too. They do that too. Yeah. yeah. If I end up with no eyebrows, I'll literally just pull my hat down even further and no one will know the difference. Exactly. <laughs> So one thing I do really want to get down and, you know, deep into is the story is your welcome to Rockville story. Because when I remember when I was looking at the lineup, all of a sudden I'm starting to see more bands that I've had in the podcast and more bands that I know more personally start peering on the lineup. Like I saw Avoid was on there. I saw Ventress got on there. I saw Post Props got on there. I saw the devs on there. Some of my friends and came collapse got on there. So, so everyone gets a chance to really know the whole entire story about how this whole entire welcome to Rockville thing happened. How did this whole thing start with you guys getting noticed and getting onto the lineup for Welcome to Rockville? Well, our management submitted us. Yeah, yeah. submitted us to Danny Wimmer Presents Space Zebra Twitch Show. Pretty much. Yeah. We were all aware of the Twitch show, but I don't think we were aware of like how to sign up for it. Thankfully, we have MBK, so MBK kind of just like stepped in and did it. 
And um, I want to say it was like maybe two to three weeks before. I think it was like the top eight. Was it top eight? No. So what happened was. Yeah. So basically I saw on Facebook like that somebody had had tagged us and they were like, yeah, like congrats to the dev. (laughs) They're moving on. And so Space Zebra and Danny Wimmer's Twitch page they had a four month competition where they, they grabbed a bunch of bands that had submitted. And um, so it was fan voting and it was, you know, round battles, like 32, 16, whatever, eight. Single elimination. Yeah, single elimination. So we got pushed through and I like, I messaged everybody. It was on a Sunday and I messaged everybody that night. I'm like, what the fuck is this guys? Like, what, <laughs> what is the battle for the main stage? What is Space Zebra? Like, I had no clue. Like I wasn't in, I'm not big into Twitch. And so, like, you know, if you're not into it, you don't really know. I mean, I know who, like, Josh Balls is and, and Bobby Shabinsky. I know those guys, you know, from the other things that they had previously done. So I messaged everybody. And then I messaged in, in the management group chat. And, and I'm just, like, you know, trying to figure this out, trying to be, like, an informed band member because I feel like an asshole because, like, people are tagging my band and I have no idea what it is about. I'm just like, cool, we win. Like, what did we win, you know? And, um so then we found out about the competition and, and yeah, MVK had uh, basically submitted a bunch of the bands. And so it was, it was really cool. And we were in August bracket. So there was the four brackets. It was like June, July, August, September. So we were in August bracket. And I will say it was the most nerve wracking fucking thing every week because yeah. the problem is, is like, it's not about like good or bad because art's always subjective, but it, it was like, okay, well, you know, you have to get your fans involved and get people on the Twitch stream. And then you'd read the comments and people be talking shit. And then you're like, okay, is, are people going to vote for us? And I mean, it was really, it was a cool idea and it was really well, like kind of executed. And, you know, in my opinion, as far as like them bringing people to, to check out bands and, yes. you know, they got to listen to bands and all, you know, you had four months of bands that were, you know, unsigned to a degree of quote unquote, say that to a degree unsigned. Um, you know, and there was thousands of people every, every show. Mm-hmm. So we get to the final four <laughs> and that's, I'll let somebody else tell the rest of it. Cause we'll, we'll, we'll get down and dirty with you. We'll, we'll give you yeah. all the scoop, Yeah. but we so, get to the final four and like the Sunday before, I will tell you this much. I didn't, and this sounds horrible, but because of like my anxiety, I didn't watch any of the battles previously. Cause I was like, look, if we fucking lose, I don't want to know. You know what I mean? Like I'll find out the next day, like a hangover. I'll just be like, Oh man, that sucks. You know, or I'll read the group chats and everybody will be like, Oh, we didn't win or, or, or Oh, we won. So it was the Sunday before the final four. I actually sat there and watched the voting and I was like on the edge of my seat. I'm like shaking. I'm like twitching. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I'm watching the polls. Cause it's a live poll. So they show the video and they show both bands. And then all of a sudden, they put up the poll and they go, all right, guys, chat, go vote. And you can quite literally see like the moment, like and one band's more swing. popular than yeah. the other. It's yeah, just it's like, like counting down from time and you see the percent go up on each yeah. band. As to so we're all just like, oh my fucking and God, we're texting each other like, oh, we're going to fucking win. We're not going to win. Yeah. And we won most of the time in land size, which was awesome. Thank you, everybody who voted. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, you guys are you. fucking everybody. amazing. Yeah, zero cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero cool. I like amazing, dude. Thank you so much. Cogs. Yeah, Cogs of War. You guys supported us. Um, and then so, also Super Day, because he posted a lot on the radio talking yeah. about how yeah. vote for like your local Orlando band. Yeah. We had a lot of support. And it was very nerve wracking because when you saw a lot of the bands like throughout the voting process of like the eight and the 16, 
I mean, it was 47, like 50, like it was just such close ties. And I remember when we first found out that we were on it, we were all like really confused, but like, it was weird to absorb all of it, to know that we're on the competition. We're already in like the top eight. Then B to see that like we're winning landslide after landslide. Like Chris was like literally our stats guy. Yeah. Like guys, well, we're we're winning by like it was seventy five percent. We're like, what the fuck is going on here? It was out of something like what, like three thousand bands that submitted. Yes. And then, it was a yeah, lot yeah, of bands to get to the final four was was a huge honor. And yeah, it was so. really cool because when we found out, it was almost like I don't know what the saying is, but you know how they say like um dynamite in a barrel of fish or something. A lot of the bands that we were competing, like they did a phenomenal job where. A lot of the bands that were competing, it didn't matter what band you chose or what band you were listening to at any given time. They were all really good. And so that was kind of what got me more nerve wracking. It wasn't even the voting process. It was just the sheer fact that every band that we heard, they were all really good bands. And then they were all unsigned. Yeah. So we were kind of like, whoa, this is quote a quote unquote unsigned bands. I'll just put that in there. Because <laughs> yeah. we all know how that works in the industry. Yeah. Like we're technically signed to management, but anyways, so it was really interesting because it was just more of like the nerve wrack of how many fans do they have? Mm-hmm. There were bands that had 30,000 followers and then there were bands that like only had 800 followers on Facebook, but it's solely kind of based. It was solely based on just who voted on that stream. Mm-hmm. So there are people that obviously came cogs of war, people that like listen to super Dave and people listen to everybody else that voted for us. But then there was a bunch of other people that were just didn't even know who we were. that just liked us because they heard our music. Yeah. I mean, I think when we played Rockville, um, fast forward later on, I bumped into about like five or six people that they recognized me just because of like my crazy outfits. And they're like, Oh my God, I met you or I found you first through, you know, Twitch through DW presents. Mm -hmm. But, um, when we found out when we were in the top eight, uh, we were really nervous. And then we, we won top eight, which was like, I think the one was it top eight. That was the once competition that we wore in a landslide so top eight we went against ventress which is obviously you know a family band and and we're friends with them so we were already like okay if we lose at least we know we lost to like friends of ours that are moving on yeah blah 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 and we we didn't landslide that one we won probably by four or five votes but then the reality hit and there was something else going on at the time for us too we were like working on a mix and like we Mm -hmm. had a few shows Coming up, music so, video shots. Yeah, oh, we, we were shooting, shooting the music, music video. video. We were literally shooting the yeah. music video. And the day after the music video, we had to figure out how to do, do the live stream. So the week before, <laughs> we have a music video shoot coming up. <laughs> and then we win, we win the top eight. And then it was a Sunday night. And I remember sitting there, like I said, and I, I finally watching. And I'm like, oh, this yeah. is fucking awesome. But then I was like, how the fuck are we going to do a live stream <laughs> when we have to shoot a music video? Right. And, you know, so and we're focused wanted... artistically on that. So, so cue my stress sandwich. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So cue my stress sandwich. Now I'm the only one. I'm I'm the one that has to try to figure out how to how to find somebody to look. Because everybody in the band was like, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. Mm. And, uh. Yeah, so I've I had a friend of mine who was using this guy that does live streams, which he had told me probably a week before, and it popped in my mind to ask my buddy Kevin. So I asked Kevin, can you get me that guy's information? He hooks me up with the guy's information. Now here's the thing: we didn't know until what was it, Thursday or Friday? It was like the day before. It was the day. It was like no Friday. It was Thursday or Friday. I, I was calling this guy to set up him do, helping us do the live stream mm-hmm. all week, and well, not calling, but texting him and letting him know, hey. We still haven't got an email yet. We still haven't got an email yet. So I'm stressing out. It's going to cost us money to do this that we have to come up with on our own. Because yeah. our, you know, unfortunately, MVK, they didn't have anybody that could help us either, which which, which really stunk. Uh, they offered us people, but it was too expensive. So I found this one guy. He, he was able to do it. We get set up. 
everything gets set up. Everything seems fine from the get-go. We thought we had everything right. We have a friend there that's helping with the sound. This guy's got his computer set up. We figured out a way to get the, the freaking Ethernet cable run to it so that just that was a nightmare itself. So that whole Sunday leading up to playing was just stress sandwich. Time and we didn't even we, we thought we were playing one song, and yeah, then like right. an hour before we go on, we're like, oh, we're playing three. Yeah, and now we're gonna play three songs on top of that. Basically, so. long story short, I did not have eczema up until this like two three weeks of like i literally i'm not even joking you i literally like i went to the doctors and it's like stress related eczema i literally got stress related eczema because when we won the eight um the eight kind of bands thing we had to go against our family friends ventress and that was probably the first competition that we did win landslide so i don't want to say that we were getting used to the landslides but it was we were able to breathe a little bit once we saw that our number was at 65. We knew that we were going to stay around the 65 to 78 range. Ventress was so close. And then within us, with us, within us beating Ventress, I think we had, we, we knew that within the week or so that we were going to do a live stream, but we were under the impression that it was one song. But within that week, we also have to do a two day music video shoot, which was the song that we just recently finished writing from our um, May was it May or May our, our May studio yeah, session from yeah. our like tour? So we have a brand new song that we just literally finished writing. We're in the middle of mixing and mastering. We just found out when we were in like the top 16 that we were in this like um, music competition while we're logging on we're realizing that all these bands are phenomenal, but we actually have no idea what the hell is happening. So we're kind of just scrambling to post it on Facebook and Instagram. Like, Oh my God, please vote for us. But supposedly we were doing phenomenal to begin with. So now we're like, what the fuck is really going on? We got past the top eight and then it was the top four. So I remember I literally went to the hospital on the Thursday. We did the whole entire music video shoot at this like really cool venue called Mannequins in Sanford. And it was really dope. It had like a lot of weird stuff. There was like a stripper pole and stuff. I'm like heavily like inebriated on like pain meds and everything the next day we had a massive i don't want to say specifically what it was but it was a massive get together at my house and there was like four kegs there so we had to like for the video for the video quote unquote for the video and so we had like a massive like get together and there was a lot of filming and everything there and i can't overuse my voice or overstress myself because me as a singer i need to sing and then lo and behold sunday we have to do the live stream while we were trying to figure out what the hell we were doing music video wise and what we're doing mixing and master wise, Chris is like stats guy. John's trying to figure out like left and right what the hell we're doing. Me, Barrett, and Ryan were trying to figure out what is like our color theme, what are we wearing. It was just so much. I remember Monday, like literally just I I woke up, I looked at the roof, I almost wanted to cry, and then I just fell right back asleep. Because it was just so much within like the four days, it was a lot. But right, and then what happens is, <laughs> oh my god, everything gets screwed up yeah. with the audio on the live stream. The live stream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything gets screwed up with the audio at the live stream after we assessed so, everything. And needless to say, people were in the comments. They were saying that we stunk, and it was the the other band we went against, which was White Collar, and they had actually won the competition. Great guys, good kids. They had a dope but place too. But their parents have money and their parents paid for them got to, to use the Viper Room in LA to shoot their live stream, which the deck was stacked against us in that one. 
uh, unfortunately, hey, but kudos to them. They did a great job. They played the main stage. They, they were phenomenal. But I mean, I'll do, you know, so that 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 really we, we couldn't compete with that that day, so unfortunately. We thought all was lost. Yeah. And we were kind of depressed about it. And then turns out DWP and Space Zebra are at Aftershock and they announced that they're going to be opening up a side stage, a mm -hmm. campground stage for bands to play. And they put all, um, all, I guess, the top eight bands or whatever from each bracket. Except to, us. To, <laughs> to go ahead and, and vote against each other. It was except us. I thought they put us no, in there too. No, we were not in that. We So what they did was they, they, they were like, well, we're going to put these bands that were in the final fours of each each month. And we were one of the bands from the final fours and yeah. we didn't get put in it. So they, they put on it to play because they did that Wednesday. They had the, the camping ground stage show with six bands. And then oh, they that was eight the bands show. Next, well, eight bands Thursday, eight bands Friday, eight bands Saturday, and then four bands on Sunday. So that was just, out of that, they, they, they got a bunch of bands that they, that they grandfathered in. And then they set up a whole nother competition. Yeah. Is, it, hey, is, we, every, is everybody keeping up with this? Yeah. 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 So, so, this so is we not lose. happening. This is how we. So now there's a whole other competition that we have to go in and do voting all over again. So the stress sandwich starts. It's like a it's, so it's, it's like one of those party hoagies, except it's a three thousand foot long party hoagie. <laughs> coming at you down a conveyor belt, and if you don't eat it, right. you're gonna die. But long story short, after the grandfathered in the band started the second competition, we got farther far enough in it to where we did get selected to play Rockville. So we were finally the stress was uh, over as far as whether we we're gonna play or not. And now we just had to deal with the stress of what are we going to do for the show? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, yep. but no, like, thank, I'm, like, we thank the, uh, with the, the whole team, like Twitch for the Twitch stage and everything, because I mean, it's like, they, they decided, you know what, we're going to put all the bands on it, you know, yeah. that, that were there what was the top, the six, was it 16 bands? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. So. yeah. The last thing. So and yeah, it's that was those, great. So it's one of those things where like 30, 34 bands total played on that stage. Yeah. It's oh. one of those things where, um, I we really meant it when we said like a lot of the bands that were yes, on that competition were each. really good. Yeah. So I think they just kind of had the opportunity to, to say, screw it, might as well have a stage. So we have, and I think I mentioned it when we were playing at Rockville, you know, because of DW Presents and because of, um, you know, Space Zebra and whatnot, not only do you get to see um, national acts, you get to see regional acts and you get to see locals too. So maybe they're not like locally based in Florida, but they're also smaller bands from like all different states literally playing at Rockville, which I don't think happens. I mean, it, and honestly doesn't happen often when it comes to any festival in general. So it was an interesting, it, it was a very interesting, but very cool opportunity and situation. And one thing I can say is that regardless of who rented out what venue or who put in what, it just really goes to show that with talent and with perseverance, you can honestly ach like achieve anything. Because if we probably didn't go through all of that stress from the 16 bracket, eight bracket, four bracket, then back to another bracket unknowingly, I don't think we would have been as prepared as we would have been for Rockville. Because I remember just standing on this massive stage and we, we didn't even get to use our own like backlining stuff. So it was just all a brand new experience. But when you are a band, you don't always get to be in your own comfort zone. Because you really are just like an artist or you're a product of what the fans want. So we were honestly able to have an experience where we get to learn from it. We were able to meet so many new people and so it many new fans. Made us grow. Yeah. And it honestly made us grow to the point where I've, that was the first show that I didn't have anxiety to go on stage. When that was our biggest crowd yet. And it was our <laughs> biggest crowd yet because yeah. you got to like learn so much through the whole entire experience. And I'm sure anyone can go and nitpick like little things here and there and what they wanted better. 
but to bring that many bands together that are not signed to literally have such a dope stage on Rockville and to have so many cool acts that maybe these people would have never heard of. And then to learn how to honestly roll with the punches, because that's what you really honestly need to do as a band. Um, I, I literally have like, no, I have no quorums with it. Like, I just think it was an overall amazing experience. Oh, it was a blast. We had yeah. one time. That was, it was, that was so it was worth it. It was wild. I still have eczema and I can come up and show you, but <laughs> no, it was definitely an opportunity that like, if we could do it again, we, we would, because you just, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would go through the stress of being, you know, <laughs> battling again I, I was kind of over it you know because what like they were mentioning some bands kind of had already been you know put through the stage and put on the stage and then they saved a few bands to do another battle which i get it for ratings like i totally understand that but here you know i'm sitting here going i don't even want to fucking do this anymore like i'm done like fuck this shit like because who wants to lose twice you know like yeah. some of these bands are you know and and we know the bands like like Ventress and, and um, Tragic, some of our friends are like going to play Rockville and here we are putting up for another battle. And I'm just like, these motherfuckers, we fucking lose again. But you know, all's well that ends well. You know, it's it's the hindsight 2020. But, um, you know, no, it was cool. It was it was a great experience. And at the end of the day, win, lose or draw, it's, it's about exposure. You know, yeah. like as a band and as an artist, like your main goal and principle obviously is to create stuff that like comes from with inside you and stuff that you are proud of. But the second you know, aspiration has to be to get yourself out there to as many people as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And to put that on our, you know, resume and to be on that stage and to have that. And we got to drive on Daytona International. Yes! Yes! That was, that was, that was honestly like, and I'm not a NASCAR guy, but that was fucking, I don't don't think any of us watch NASCAR, but we were going like 15 miles an hour in a big white touring van going (laughs) on the track, (laughs) on the track. (laughs) I had seen a couple of those videos as well from people on the track at that uh, Daytona. Yeah, it was very intimidating. And the thing is, is that, you know, like Welcome to Rockville, obviously it's the last DWP festival for the year, but with over 160,000 plus, and that's a four day total, but like even the day we were there, 40,000. Yeah, there was 40,000 or more the day we were there. And, and think about, like the largest festival I've ever played is 10,000 plus. And, you know, but I've been to like Lollapalooza's and warp Tours and stuff. So I've seen, you know, bigger scale like events, but that was the biggest scaled event I've ever seen. And, and kudos to Danny uh, Wimmer presents crew and, and space zebra, those guys. I mean, it That's was, it was absolutely phenomenal yeah. because the bathrooms were clean. The Everything facilities clean. were great. Yeah. yeah. Everything was so yeah. well staffed and organized and yeah. like, the VIP it, section was actually really fun. Yeah, too. it was it was fantastic because how many times have we been to like festivals and you know it's kind of like it seems a little unorganized and it's dirt, you know, to an extent because it's outside of dirty. Um, but I will say, man, like whether you're a fan or, or you're an artist, it's probably one of the best, you know, facilities and festivals that you can, you know, be a part of. Uh, any any Danny Wimmer, you know, festivals. So, Which uh, normally I'm pretty sure Rockville doesn't even host in like the whole NASCAR area. No, that, that's this was the yeah. first year they're doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they used to do it in Tampa. And I think it was really cool because um, there was some jacks. It, yeah, was you don't think it's no, as no. big as it is until you like go inside of it and then you realize how large the stadium was. Because I was even thinking like, how are you going to sit that many people in just like a, a NASCAR stadium? <laughs> I think of like, of like a circle where cars like drive around. And I was thinking maybe like, I don't know, five, six acres 
of like land. It's a two and a half mile track. And then you go in and you're like, whoa. And it was, it was, it was crazy to watch Metallica and to watch, um, what was it? Skinner. No, it was my thing. And you could see like all the risers of like where normal people would actually like be cheering on NASCAR, but now we're actually like on the floor itself. And there's just like pyrotechnics and everything. It was just, it was a very surreal moment. Fun random fact about NASCAR, all the seats and the, and the stadium risers are painted different colors so that when the cameras pan by it, it looks like multiple people are sitting there. Didn't know that. Yeah. I, know. I'm honestly well aware of that because I have been to Daytona before. I I was there to race in, I think, 2019 for the 500. So we were talking about size of like, I definitely know. And I'm starting to get feedback from you guys, like in terms of like whenever I'm talking, I'm starting to get that feedback again. Uh-oh. We'll get to the technical. Yeah. Technical difficulties. Please hold for technical difficulties. Give us a mic check real quick. Okay, one, two, three, four. Nope, it's still happening. Still, still happening. happening. John, just turn it off of those and leave those on. Try it again. Alrighty, we're trying this again, and we'll see if this works, and it looks like it is, so, woo! Perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're actually, you're, you're a NASCAR fan, right? We're back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that from last time, the last interview. I, I thought, yeah, I thought you were, yeah. Yeah, I was at the race in 2019. So, like, we were talking about just, like, the size of it because I was at that, I was at Daytona 500 2019. I was at the Indy 500 this past year for 2021. So, like, I've seen it. I know what it's like, and it's nuts just to see what it all entails. Yeah. 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 I have, you know, I'm not, I'm not really a fan, but, I mean, I have to give it to, like, I went, I went to the uh, Daytona a long time ago and did, like, the tour. And it would, it, you know, it told you all about like all the drivers, what they go through. And I mean, you got to be an athlete to, to do that. I mean, you really do. I mean, I, I got to give it to them. So. Yeah. I mean, for sitting on your ass for three and a half hour, five hours or whatever to drive, it's, it takes a toll on the body because the G forces, like the, mm-hmm. the bumpy, the track and all that stuff. And you have to sit there and grip that wheel, man. So that's takes a lot of strength and stamina to do that stuff, especially in the temperatures. That's the interesting thing about Rockville this year is that it was in November. Now, yeah, Rock, nice. Rock, Rockville next year, however, <laughs> is going to be in May, which is going to be brutal. Uh, bring your sunscreen. No, the yeah. weather was phenomenal up until like nighttime. I wish I brought a jacket and I wasn't in like a, a sleeveless miniature skirt. But no, it was phenomenal weather. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, I, I, I think like after this, what they do in 2022, when they see what it's like, especially around... Uh, may when it's like if versus november it's like yeah november you're gonna be the last festival there why not want it why don't you take that last festival thing have be the last thing that people want to go to at the end of the year and then the weather you're not going to be over here you're not going to be sweating and at the end of it you might just need a jacket and that's it yeah Yeah. Yeah. well and that's the thing too is like that i always wondered because most of like the festivals happen in that spring but they're they're mostly above you know kind of like the florida line um and it's it's easier to deal with like if if you know Rocklahoma or any of those you know in the springtime, but you know it's like the Warp Tour thing. Like a lot of bands that once they would go through like the Florida swing of the tour or like the Southeast, they would just drop off and just be like, well, we'll catch back up with New York. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to deal with Florida in the summertime. And so I maybe they w- they will kind of move it because I've always thought like. A festival in Florida around October, November, December is like perfect for yep. like rock and metal or just anything. I mean, Even EDC, January. Yeah, EDC happens here, and, and obviously that's electronic, but that's always what in November. Same week, like it was that. the same weekend, as Rockville. and it was the same weekend as Rockville. But like, it's perfect timing for Florida because playing in Florida 
at like in outside oh. is not fun at all. I mean, just from like it's dangerous. an instrument standpoint, yeah. the humidity yeah. alone kills your strings in like five minutes. Like you play for like two seconds and like your, your strings are dead. So it's just like, yeah, you don't want to do that. But yeah, if we can do somewhere, it's like, you know, in the southern part of the United States, let's leave the festivals for, you know, the winter months, the colder months. And then when it gets really hot, send them up my way, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But out of that whole entire Rockville story, I think what Nicholas said was was the most important thing. And really what it came to was you can have all the talent in the world and it, but it's like you have to have that perseverance really go through it and deal with all the stress of something like this to come up with it because through that perseverance, you guys were able to play Rockville. You guys are able to have this, you know, influence to many different people with many support from people in local Orlando seeing the cogs of war shout out to them as well, because I like those guys. They're fun as hell. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're gaining the support, you're gaining the notoriety, you're gaining all of this for yourself. And it's just, it makes the band so much better, but it's all because of perseverance. There's a lot of things that happen within the, that like time frame that people would have just dropped off because like any other people or any other band members is because I say any other band, because with all that stress, with all those setbacks, it's very easy to just be like, nah, I'm done. I don't want to deal with this. But through the perseverance and dealing with all that stress, all the stress sandwich, even the eczema as well, look at what came <laughs> out of it. Like, look at what came of it right. and look at the momentum that the that you guys and the dev have going forward into 2022. You guys played the biggest show of your lives at Ro- Welcome to Rockville. And like you said, Nicola, it was the first one you had that you didn't have anxiety for. And it was the biggest one you've ever played. It's crazy because I, I feel like you create anxiety in order to make sure like to check yourself so you know that you're going to perform the best that you can. But when we were going through the whole entire competition process and everything um, and all the ups and downs and and figuring it all out, uh, you start focusing on like every little aspect. So when you're a smaller band, you'd normally have like one task at hand. And then when that task is done, you pick up the next and the next. And so this was definitely like an experience for us where we had a music video, we had a competition we had to figure out exactly what we were doing. Where we didn't have, we didn't know what our own gear, what we were even going to bring. So when we had multiple tasks, we really had to start communicating better with each other, even in group chat and at practices. So by time we got on stage, and you know, we figured out who's coming with us, who, what are we wearing, what are we doing, what's our, our show, our set stage, and everything. I actually didn't have any anxiety just because I felt like I went through it all, getting to that moment. That when I was at that moment, I remember literally I was sitting behind the speakers and I think it was, I think it was Chris, but Chris was like, are you nervous? And I'm like, no, I don't know like why, but like, I just, I don't know. And then, then Ryan, you, look, you looked at me you're like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, this is nervous I've ever been in my life. I know. And then Ryan's like, you're just dead inside. You're just dead inside. Nicole. And I'm like, I guess like maybe that's it because I'm not nervous. But then the moment the live music, you know, started playing and we have like a little bit of an intro, it all just made sense. and half of the things that I even practiced at the practices before I just kind of threw out the window because I didn't have to no longer like practice what I needed to say or what I needed to do. I was just able to pick up the energy from the audience. And that was a really cool moment because normally I would be nervous and I would have to remember to say this band, this band and this band and thank that promoter. And then, you know, have a good night. But this time around, I was able to just like tell people that were walking from, you know, Blackfield Bride, was it Blackfield Bride? Falling in reverse, or people that were about to go watch this band say, hey, come check out our stage. And I was actually able to connect with the audience, even though 
there was a barricade of like seven feet before the stage. It, it felt more personal. And I think honestly, it was just because of all the ups and downs. We prepared so much for it that by the time the moment came, it was like, okay, well, this makes sense now. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Speaking of the barricades, some of the security guards became fans too. Yeah. Something else later. Yeah. I was yeah. leaving and the security guards were like, yo, I, rem-. I mean, I also was wearing like a little rhinestone skirt and like thigh high boots and crazy long hair. So I don't think you, you weren't wearing a black t-shirt with black pants. Like, yeah, yeah. I looked so ridiculous amongst the whole entire crowd that there was no way you weren't going to re- recognize me because I was just covered in sequins. But some of the security guards, after they didn't hate me for stepping on their, um, PAs and monitors, they got like really close to us. And there was a moment where I actually got to be able to jump right off the stage and just start like hugging fans and like taking pictures with them at the barricades to the point where this guy like literally took his son and like pushed the son over the barricade to take a picture with me. And the son like low key caught the feel, like he grabbed me like right on the hip and like posed. And I think the kid was only like nine years old. And I'm like, whoa. He was on his dad's shoulders the whole time. He was on his dad's shoulders the whole time. So like I ran to the backstage, grabbed a pair of sunglasses, threw it at him, and then when the dad realized that like I saw them, yeah, no, I didn't do that. It didn't. That's not. We're getting sued for child abuse. It was look, cool. The reality is, is like from a musician standpoint, I I've always found it's easier to play to 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 more people and yep. like yeah. massive amounts of people than it is to play in front of five. You know. Yeah. So and and obviously you feed off energy and you know you just kind of you get up there and when the setting is right, like, I mean, like you're playing on a good stage, you've got good equipment, you've got monitors, like you feel like this is home. You know, it's easy for a musician and an artist to get up there and perform as opposed to like, you know, you're in some club where you don't know if you're going to get electrocuted. There's like <laughs> bar staff, and two people staring at you, you know, like those become, those situations become more intimidating almost than when, you know, for me, at least when I, you know, get to Rockville, there's a great stage. You've got a stage manager, you've got a sound guy, you've got some a few uh, techs, um, you and know, they're like, your right. everybody's yeah. ready yes. for you. You know, you yeah. are actually able to like, forget about, do I need to load? You know, you're forgetting about all the other kind of stuff that goes with being a musician. You're just able to get up there and play and perform. And, yeah. you know, having that ability is why, you know, it's, it's just, that's, that's what makes it all worth it, you know? So, uh, you know, obviously, that's our goal is to get more of those tours and, and, and shows and festivals, you know, um, under our belts and, and to get on more of them. So, you know, and I'm, I'm sure we will, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, and the pictures reflect, you know, too, like if you see some of like the photographers that took some sets of ours, like some of all of our faces are just like, we're having the best time of our lives. You know what I mean? You can see it. And, and we played great. And, and then, you know, you get off and you're like, all right, it's beer time, you know? And yeah. we walked around the grounds together and just got to hang and, and watch a few bands, like she was saying. So, I mean, it was just, it's, it's a good experience. You know, festivals can be, you know, obviously intimidating and they can be a lot of hard work but um it's all worth it at the end you know yeah, we were riding the high from for playing sure. we were riding the high from playing all night i mean it was just non-stop don't forget i mean we also had a lot of i alcohol, felt drunk but I was, right but after was i got off stage and i didn't even drink anything yeah. up until later i was like whoa why go i feel high out so i was exhausted after we played because i had been there like all weekend yes like, <laughs> breaking bands and stuff like that i wanted yeah. to get them we all told them like dude bucket, just like how you broke your finger we we're like chris do not go in the fucking pit on friday for <laughs> <and> break your <laughs> arm dude, or yeah. foot. 
Like, come on, we gotta we play. Need you. It's like fuck it, I'll play yeah. with the broken. Out of, out of yeah. all the shit that's been going on, you know, we lose, we come back, we have to vote. We're like, this will be the one thing that'll happen. It'll just like ruin it all. You know, like, Chris is in the pit, like swinging around, just breaks his own. You know, so. I'm not gonna lie though. Within the whole entire like few weeks, I think the music video turned out really good. I think the mix for this upcoming single is amazing, and then. Like this, this whole entire Rockville performance, we didn't have to worry about being an act more so we were able to just really live it because when you have to worry about like loading in your gear, taking it off, you, you have to get yourself in a mindset to like be the dev this time around. We just like got on stage and we're like, what's up bitches? We are the dev. Like it was just a really cool moment. Yeah. It was definitely a rock and roll moment. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody treated us. You know, well, with respect. I had nine girls yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a moment. <laughs> Kids screaming for guitar picks. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was a very cool experience. So, I had such a good time, man. It was awesome. I think there was a guy dressed up as a penis. There was, was, that, was, that was Magoo. Yeah. Yeah. He dressed up like a massive penis. This is awesome. I think that's when I, I was at Blue Ridge at some point. So, I did see the penis guy. Unfortunately, I wasn't at Rockville. I wanted to be there, but um, yeah, money. Thanks, Yeah. Just, what was, was really cool was um a few days before Rockville, almost all the VIPs were already sold out and like tickets were starting to become scarce. So that was awesome because the amount of people that they could fit in and they were getting even tight, I was shocked. Oh yeah. I'm like, cause I remember you guys were up like, you know, like the photos that were taken, the videos that were taken. I remember seeing one of them. I'm just like, I just saw Johnson. He's just like, and I had to make a meme. I'm like, I could not resist. So it's, I mean, <laughs> I know I posted, I sent it to Jesse as well. I'm just like literally making the, the look when you discover the existence of fairy godparents. Oh, yeah. That was good. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It was too perfect. But really, I think the biggest key is just, you guys finally got a taste of what it's like to just fully be able to just be yourselves at a show and not have to worry about all the extra things because you prepared so well. You had a lot of people that had your back and the energy was just going to be there where you could feed off of it. So you guys put on probably what might be the best performance that Dev ever put on up to this point. And I say up to this point because you might have a taste for that kind of style now where it's like, okay, the taste for the bigger stuff, the taste for, you know, the the festival stuff, you know, yeah. we can go in, we can just be ourselves and just not have to worry about any of the extra stuff, prepare for it. We're good to go to the point where all of a sudden you're going to be going up on stage and people are going to be going absolutely nuts. And, you know, instead of crowds of like 50 or hundred crowds, like thousand to 2000. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's always the goal, but you know, at the end of the day too, it was like, you know, I'm, we were perfectly happy the next week. We literally went to Savannah to play one of our, uh, you know, an, a venue that we had played in the spring and the it's, you know, yeah, the one those guys are great. The mm-hmm. venue's great. The city's great. And so, you know, it, it was, it was obviously a huge dichotomy, you know, from going from there to there, but at the same time, it's the same concept, you know, you get on a stage and you perform. So yep. whether it's the smaller stages, or the bigger stages, um, you know, so we're not, you know, I'll, I'll never lose sight of like enjoying those, you know, shows and performances as well. Um, you know, and, and, you know, what we're doing in January too is, is kind of, it's going to be, you know, smaller venues in the Southeast, but again, it's building, you know, rapport, it's, it's building a fan base and getting out there. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's, you love to do it and that's what you do. You go out there and play, you know, regardless. So I don't want to play in a sandbox, you know, or, <laughs> or something like weird, but you know, if, if someone said, Hey, you got to play, I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's go do it. You know, because the opportunities, it could be gone tomorrow, you know, you never know. So it's like, you have to be thankful for every chance you get to play music that, you know, you enjoy and love. So 
Well, just because you said that, Ryan, one thing I'm going to do is if you guys ever come play in Milwaukee, hopefully you guys do in 2022, I'm going to find out the venue you guys are playing at. I'm going to work with them so that when you guys go up on stage, Ryan, you have to specifically stand in, in a sandbox. sandbox. <laughs> cool. Give me like a little kitty litter box. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> let's, do, let's do female mud wrestling, though. And can we do, yeah, can we do? Oh, uh, some, some, I guess. Some I'll be like the, uh, what's it called, the referee on yes. it. Yeah. I'll dress up in like a sexy referee outfit. And for Doncha, we'll have the girls like wrestle. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. I'm so down with that. All right. I need to find some, I need rotate. to find a giant what? pool okay. and some mud and we're gonna make this happen. Yeah, yeah no, nice. I'm totally down. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll <laughs> Honestly, do it. we're up for almost anything. And actually, going back to Rockville, I think that's another reason why we were so comfortable on stage because sometimes we're not able to move as much as we want to do, like as much as we want to move and this we time we had so much room. It's like, what do we do? Almost? Yeah, exactly. Dude, I was walking back and forth yeah. and we didn't get to have our smoke machine, but we got to have like our like, um, freedom sticks. Is well, that they had like six? Yeah. 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 But like, it was really cool because normally we, we bring shows to like any venue. So like anywhere you go to see us, there's like a fog machine, there's lights, there's, you know, Barrett trying to eat your soul. And like John's here <laughs> with it. And, and Chris is like an angry Viking and Ryan's just like slash on the guitar. He's Freddy, Kr like Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger. Um. So like, we're all doing so much that when we got on that stage, it was just like, okay, we could all just do whatever the fuck we want. We all have the space to do it. It was very freeing. Yeah, yeah. it really was. But we're have the honestly to open it. to anything. And if, if one of those, if open anything is literally having you guys play a show where mud wrestling is involved, I mean, if there's a way I can help make that happen, let me know because that sounds like something that people will remember for just like the fact of its sheer craziness. But also, I mean, come on, that's just fun as all hell. And it, it's not as crazy as, you know, someone peeing on someone's head on stage. That's right. Fans, sure. fans only. We had a it's really like cool only. show, similar, not quite, but. Um, in sound bar where it was like a wrestling show. And then like, we were one of the bands that played it. Oh, and I remember yeah. that was really interesting because I'm like sitting in the green room and there's like a bunch of wrestlers. Like I'm going to do like a little industry secret. I'm going to like let one out, but like they hide like razor blades and like literally their um, like wristbands. Mm -hmm. So like when they're wrestling, quote unquote, they'll purposely cut themselves, to, like start like letting blood out and everything. And I remember I was asking them, and they're like, well, what's your secret? I'm like, I just put on a lot of body glitter and sing, but you know, <laughs> I guess same effect, you know, it's a little less harsh, yeah. a little less harsh, but same effect. But we did a show that had wrestling and that was really cool mm -hmm. because it literally was an experience. And we're currently trying to always, we're trying to figure out how to get like burlesque and rock and roll back together. Cause like sex, drug, rock and roll, that's kind of a vibe. So like the whole mud wrestling thing is not too far off for us. We would totally do it. We just need to find two hot chicks willing to mud wrestle on a metal version of Pussycats, don't you? Yeah, I, I've always had, like, an aspiration to kind of combine, like, the burlesque and, and rock thing and just, you know, maybe have, like, two or three bands and then in, in between each band you have, like, a burlesque kind of performance. You know, like a one-song, very three- to four-minute yeah. kind of just entertainment for the audience. And, you know, it obviously COVID hit, um, and it would be nice. And I think, you know, especially as an idea, as a touring idea, kind of like how Suicide Girls, they do their burlesque show. But like combining something similar, but with bands, you yeah. know, and then being able to have a band perform a set and then do some burlesque and then, you know, kind of back and forth. It um, So you never know. You never know. Maybe we'll get our wish and, and be able to do that and kind of bring it to a city near you sometime. 2022. Uh, yeah. So and even at the level we're at, I mean, I think we can make it happen and like do well with it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like the more that you give people something new and different that they're not necessarily like 
they haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that's like, wow, like I may not know who the dev is, but like it's pretty rad that they're coming to my town with a burlesque troupe and you know, a rock band and playing with some local bands too, and like throwing down like an a, an evening. And that's like the best way to describe it because most people go, Oh, well, it's a show, you know, I'm gonna go have a few beers, you know, slam with my friends or whatever. Give, but like give, give what an experience. Right. What if we yes. gave you an evening to where you can have your rock and your metal and you also have a little bit sexy burlesque and it's like this whole kind of like traveling circus, you know, kind of package that's coming towards you. So there, there are aspirations, you know, that we would like to kind of get to. And, and, and especially being a female fronted band, I think it lends itself a little bit more. So like if we were just an all male band, it'd be like, oh, it's a bunch of dudes, you know, like bringing <laughs> girls with them. It's like, yeah, that's cool too. But like, you it's know, all I, of a sudden not creepy because I'm here. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be creepy in the first place, but like, it just kind of like, blends in with that vibe like that queen of the damn vibe you know and then mm-hmm. hey and do you want to get naked for the people on our tour <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like but most see, if i ask yeah. you're totally cool right most troops would be like it yeah, comes guys. way better coming for yeah. her yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that also comes to a point of just self-awareness as well on that front, because I, I think it definitely would be more palatable, not only for burlesque groups to jump on that with you, especially with Nicola as the front woman for the band, but also for fans as well, because it kind of makes a little bit more sense on that front. Right. Yeah. yeah. And on top yeah, of that. Yeah, you wouldn't want to see Lamb of God in burlesque. That just kind of doesn't <laughs> I thought you would, though. That'd be really dope. I mean, it'd be interesting. I don't know. Chris so, would want to see that. I think Randy might hit him in the head with his dreads, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but another thing, too, that you guys says, and you're creating an evening out of it. You're creating an event out of it at the same point as well. You're just creating this whole experience that people aren't going to necessarily get anywhere else. And you're, even though it does kind of have that, you know, like you said, traveling circus feel, I think the biggest aspect is you're bringing in a lot of different interests from a lot of different people that come and see this show. Yeah, you're going to get the people like me who want to just go to a show, throw down a pit, go absolutely ape crazy because that's just what I like to do. And if I break my finger, if I break my nose, if I break my neck, fuck it, I'm still going to stay in. Who gives a shit? But you're going to bring in a lot of other people too that are going to be interested in more of the burlesque style of things. And then those crowds are going to be able to intermingle where the people that are in the heavier stuff like myself might end up getting interested and be like, okay, let's watch this burlesque show. Let's support them, see what's going on. Then the people that are there for the burlesque stuff are going to get into bands like the dev, whatever bands you bring on tour with you. It just creates this whole entire intermingling of fan bases. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I think even our band in general, we, we noticed that there's a lot of different people and supporters because you got people that are into metal and they're really into like, you know, Ryan's solos and Chris's double bass drum and everything. So they'll listen to the dev and like, Oh, I could totally like palette this. And then you have people that are maybe not into hard rock as much, but because like I'm a female vocalist and I do clean vocals, they'll listen to the band. So even at our shows right now, there's just a whole like mishmash of like all different kind of people because this is great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have songs that are like borderline metal and then we have songs that are like more just considered like rock, almost classic vibe. Mm-hmm. And so bringing in the burlesque, I think it would just bring more and more people together. And that's, Pretty much what the band, for the most part, does. Yeah. Gotta diversify our portfolio and shit. Yeah. <laughs> financial. Diversify our bonds. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going with that, but again, it, it makes a lot of sense just because all of a sudden you never know what you might be able to bring in with an idea like that. You start out with it, and you never know where it might grow. You never know what fan base you might end up getting into, and what cultures you might be integrating the band into as well. So all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're going to be playing shows. Again, get a 1,000, 2,000 people out there coming from all different walks of life, but everyone intermingles together because there is that connecting factor between something that's going on in the show. Yeah, for sure. 
Man, there's a, I just want a mud wrestling thing to happen now. Like, got that stuff in my head. Thank you, thank spirit. Thank you. Maybe, maybe the mud wrestling will happen before the burlesque, yeah. probably, because mud wrestlers will probably not want as much money. As the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, we'll just get, we'll, we'll get two, like, we'll bring Kelly and another someone awesome. else. Yeah, yeah, we'll Done. Get, yeah, we, we've already we got, got it. it. Yeah, we got yeah, you. We, January, we're going to have, you know, mud wrestling. No, <laughs> just, just kidding. All right, then time for me in January, February to fly down somewhere to the southeast and see a show, because if there's going to be mud wrestling show plus the dev, I mean, I... There's no way in hell I'm going to want to miss any of that. Plus new music, too? Why the hell would I want to miss all of that? Like, come on. I don't want to miss it. We, yeah. sh- we should be releasing our single. Yeah, speaking about things that are sexy, um, we're going to be releasing a new single here soon. Oh, my God. It is such a sexy music video. I physically can't. But, yeah, we should be releasing it um, early next year, too. So between ending off this year with like a really big you know rockville and then we're playing at the orpheum theater um oh yeah there's that with crossbreed which is like a really dope band it's we're gonna be yeah we're gonna be opening up the new year with basically like a new single and then we're gonna go on tour so just it's so funny because amongst the whole year you always feel like you're not doing enough and then at the very end of the year you kind of start getting a little bit sentimental and you're like wow we really did actually do a lot and we just didn't realize it but i think we're also really tough critics on ourselves yeah. And we just always want to do the most, but I'm excited for two, 2022 for sure. And we've, I think we've only been a band for like two years. Yeah, <laughs> two and a half. Almost, two and a half. Almost, almost, almost three, three right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just like that's that right there. That sentiment alone, like thinking about that, wow, literally kind of blows your mind. Because again, it's like what she said. Like you never feel like you're doing enough, and you're always like, man, you know, this is we should be doing more. Like. But at the end of the day, I mean, what we've been able to do in that short period of time is very reassuring that at least we're on the right path. Because, like, you know, as an artist and a musician, you get lonely and then you get stuck inside your head. And I don't mean like lonely, like, oh, you don't know people. It's just you'll 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 create doubt, you know, in your mind. And you're like, man, like, is, is you know, do I suck? Is this any good? Like, what am I you know, what are we doing? Do people like us? Do people hate us? Like you just you go through the gamut. And then, you know, you come out the other side and you're like, well, I don't fucking care. I'm just going to do it, you know, because this is what I believe in. So you go through this washing machine full of like sentiment and emotion. And, um, you know, again, like you're saying to like go through all that and then come out and and just be like, man, like what have we accomplished in two years, two and a half years? Like, yeah, it's so right. You know, like our first show was February 24th, 2019. Yeah, we were at like Shovelhead, which is like a local bar. And it was a smaller, actually, there was a lot of people that came out because we were also playing with um, Pisto Blanco, which is the bassist of um, Alice Alice Cooper and then the daughter of Alice Cooper is in it. And that show was a really big one. And then by our fifth show, we were playing at House of Blues. Now, a year later, we're doing Rockville. And it is one of those moments where I think when we say to other people, they look at us like, what the hell is wrong with you? You guys have been out for two years. But when you're honestly in the mix of it, the washing machine of sentiment and whatnot, <laughs> it, you really do get lost. And you're like, oh, my God, like, are we doing enough? But I'm really excited for 2022 because I just I think we're going to have a really cool start of it all. We're going to have a single and then a tour mm-hmm. because Queen of the Damned, fun fact, was supposed to be like that. We were supposed to release Queen of the Damned and then go on tour, but COVID happened. But so don't forget, we also COVID. released Shameless Life this year, and that one got almost five hundred thousand views on YouTube. Yeah, see, like look at that. So. And <laughs> but we're, we're finally gonna actually be able to like live it through, where we're not only gonna release a single, but we'll be able to actually travel and push it too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the year's not done yet. The crossbreed show is supposed to sell out. That's supposed to be. When is this going to air? Because if so, shameless plug. December 11th, come out to Tampa, Orpheum. Unfortunately, it'll probably be after the ah, after ah. show. Hey, well, the show was great. We yeah, had yeah, a great right. <laughs> So sold sold out. Sorry you missed it. Sorry you missed it. <laughs> but that's on you. We're playing for 17,000 million people. No, I, I, listen, million, million another people. thing that I will say, and this is a goal of ours, is, is to start to try to release more music. In, in the, for sure. And, and I will say, if there is one like thing that we're kind of like hard on ourselves about, is, is, is only releasing, you know, the like best. kind of like one song a year for like since we've kind of started. And, you know, a lot We've been of out the, for two years. We have three songs. That's decent. Well, right, but the, a lot of it is because we put a lot of production behind the songs yes. and like the video. There's a lot of thoughts and ideas, and we basically treat each single like an album, right? Yeah. So, and like so, an album or a storyline, yeah, more yeah. so. So, so like, with that, it's really tough yep. to 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 want to re, release it like every couple of months because it's like, man, there's so much that goes behind it. So if we can for 2022, like our New Year's resolution, because this will probably coming out around that time, is going to be like releasing more music for everybody, you know, and, and obviously trying to juggle everything else that we're doing, but uh, release more music so we without do, sacrificing quality. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Because whenever we do like new singles, I think a lot of people always interview us and they ask, like, you know, there's a lot to like digest, but the reason why is because every song that we create, it has a storyline. So then we start off with the song, then we make a storyline, then we have a color theme for it. Then we have a music video, then we have the photo shoots. And so there is a lot, but, now that we've done three and like third time definitely was a charm with it hitting, you know, over 400,000 views, we're starting to get a little bit more used to how the studio works and how like we can really bring everything together more swiftly. So 2022 pray to God that like we get more songs in maybe like three. Well, we have one coming out at the beginning. Yeah. Goals. And then we only have two more. And then we're, we have another one. We have already one in the already. Yeah. Next. Yes. recording more the start of the second one man i think this might be the best way to kind of like wrap this all up in terms of just because you're taking a look at what you're going into in 2022 you got new brand new single coming out at the beginning of 2022 touring off it finally since you know fucking covid i'm still gonna be like fuck you covid because (laughs) of course but with being able to take a look at back and like that like watching washing machine sentiment retrospective kind of style you're able to go back and take a look and see how far you've come and just the full on, what's the best way to put it, the perseverance, the drive that you guys have all together as a band to make something like this happen. So when it comes down to it, you really have a lot going on for you. You have a lot of momentum that you've picked up over the past years, even during the pandemic. So going into 2022, you have so much momentum going in there. You just got to keep it rolling because if you keep this level momentum rolling, I mean, hell, you could be on one of those bigger stages in Rockville next year. You could be on one of the bigger stages for any Damage Presents Festival next year. You could be headlining your own U.S. run in 2023 at this point. Just the way that things are going. Just keep up the momentum. Just keep the drive going and do not relent on it because you're seeing how it's working for you. Even with times, you know, you might be feeling stressed out. You might feel like you're not doing too much. Keep the drive. Keep the uh, the passion. Keep the resistance. Uh, persistence i almost said resistance that'd been bad keep the persistence (laughs) rolling because if you keep doing that you're gonna keep rolling you're gonna keep getting as far as you are that you've gotten i should say to the past couple of years you're just gonna keep that you know level of growth rolling and honestly please 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 for the love of god keep doing that because i want to see you guys touring all over the united states fuck i want to see you touring all over the goddamn world at this point 
Yeah, so do we. Resistance is futile. Right, right, right. The <laughs> dev will assimilate you. You will conquer that castle. Conquer the castle, yes. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, then, hey, we're gonna keep working hard, and that's all we know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Consistency is key. Yeah, I will say. Consistency is key. So as we bring this podcast to a close, we're going to close it the very similar way we closed the last time. I want to give you guys a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So my friends in the dev, floor is yours. First of all, let's say thank you to all the plugs. So that's MVK Music Group, SJC Drums, Clothes and Drumsticks, Saluda Cymbals, Hayward Drum Co., WB Gear, SIT Strings, Intune Guitar Picks. Who else am I missing? Space Zebra guys. Space Zebra, Daniel Thank you so much. Yeah. Cogs um, And basically just anyone that voted us. Anyone who voted for us yeah. or stood behind us, the fans, we love you. You guys are awesome. Thank you for being there every step of the way. Our yeah. families who put up with our crap, you know, thank you for Especially as a drummer, the families who listen to me make noise all the time. Appreciate you. <laughs> and then if you are curious of us and you want to, like, get to know us more or hear our music, just make sure to find us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify. Um, Deezer, Google Play Music, literally anywhere that you could type in the devs, Apple Music, Spotify all the way. Um, You can just type in the dev and you can find our singles like Queen of the Dam, Broken Lies, um, Shameless Life, and then soon to be Hellbent coming soon. So, yeah. And just be on the lookout for the new music and and new shows. The sexiest music video you'll ever see. (laughs) Next year, 2022. Keep your eyes out. I'm not, I'm not lying guys, but I'm telling you, there are girls like literally drinking a $3,000 King Louie bottle and like the sexiest like way possible. Like you do not want to miss this. And if you want to see a sneak clip of it, just go to our link tree on our Instagram and look at the fans only <laughs> site. And you will get an exclusive sneak preview of something incredibly sexy. Yes. Fans only. Yeah. Fans only. <laughs> And then you'll never probably you'll hate us forever. <laughs> you'll love, you'll love, us. love us forever. You will love us forever because we send this out to you with love. Right. We love yes. all of you. Thank you for your support. With nothing but love and passion. So as we bring this podcast to a close, I'm going to end with three very specific things. First things first, you're going to want to follow along with the dev. You're going to want to you know make sure you watch that music video because as Nicola just described it, you're not going to want to miss. I don't want to miss it. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to find them online everywhere that they just said, but. Instead of having to like search it up yourself, instead of having to take care of that and be like, oh, why can't you just make it easy on us, Kevin? Fuck yeah, I'm gonna make it easy on you. Look in the description of the podcast. You're gonna see something that says find the dev online. Links, labels, and descriptions for everything for you. So you can click the links, follow, subscribe, stream their stuff, buy their stuff, you know, uh, download stuff, whatever it might be. And yes, the link tree link will be in there. So you can click on the fans only one as well because you definitely want to. So now it is time for number two, and it is very similar to what I did the last time I had you guys on, because when I have you guys on, it's always a fantastic time. I do not want to discount that, and the last time I had you on, my promise was, when I see you for the first time, first round's on me. Now, because I've had you on twice, I have not seen you live yet, which I'm planning to do in 2022. It is no longer first round's on me, it is first two. Hey, awesome, Perfect. that was awesome, man. Thank you, Brian. We're going to hold you to it. <laughs> Please do. So as we bring this podcast to close, my friends, the dev, I cannot end this with a goodbye because, well, I kind of want to have you back on again. Not kind of. I really want to be back on the podcast again in 2022 to see how this momentum keeps carrying forward because 
it's just going to keep carrying forward and we're just going to bring it to everybody and show them like, hey, you do not want to miss out on the dev. Plus, I got to see play life. I got to make good on my first two rounds on me, promise. So is it goodbye? Fuck no, it's not a goodbye. This is. See you later. See you later. See you later, man. Have a good holidays. Have a great holiday. Well, well, folks, I have an interview with the band, the dev out of Orlando, Florida. So I want to thank my friends, Nicola, Barrett, Ryan, Chris, and John for being on the podcast. Once again, whenever I have on the podcast, I had him on in 2021 at the beginning of 2021. And needless to say, that was fantastic. This this took it to a whole nother level. Their momentum is absolutely insane. You are not going to miss out on anything when it comes to the dev. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take a look at the links in the description of the podcast. You're going to want to take a look and follow along with them on all their social media platforms. You want to subscribe to their YouTube channel. You're going to want to subscribe to them on any streaming service that you might be preferring right now, whichever one you're signed up for. You're going to want to stream their stuff, download their stuff, be in the know when they release new music, which is coming out in January of 2022 or February, whichever one. Uh, live shows and just seeing how they're going to continue this momentum. You're going to want to catch a live show because when they talked about it, I mean, their live shows are going to be just straight up events. So you're not going to want to miss out on any of it. On top of that, go to their fans only link and that link tree link. You're going to find a surprise. Now, if you're not following us on the corporate crush podcast, please do Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Right now, the title for those is MSOT Rocks on those pages, but they'll be changing straight to the Corporate Russian Podcast as of January 1st, 2022. If you're following them now, you know, thank you very much. If you're not following them, please do, because when we change the name, just go straight Corporate Russian Podcast. You're going to be following us, so you're not going to miss out on anything podcast related because these podcasts are fun as hell. On top of that, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, YouTube, for the YouTube videos where you get to watch all this stuff. Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. If you are subscribed to them, I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to the podcast. It means a lot to me. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe for more. I guess that might be the best way to put it. Also, thank your sponsors, Phoenix Fitness and Cubs Debuts, links and the discount code description of the podcast. Well, I can't wait to continue to you know keep up with the dev, see what they're doing, and bring them back on the podcast in 2022 and be like, guys, what did you all do this year? Because it's going to be nuts. On top of that, I can't wait to see him actually play live because 2022, we're making it happen. Oh, yeah. On that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching to the Chord Progression Podcast with the MSOTD Rocks, Rock Metal Thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. So the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all.